0: Dive beneath the surface of infamous cyber attacks. Each episode, we invite an expert to reveal the contributing factors, hidden costs of cyber incidents, and ways your firm can protect itself from becoming the next cyber headline. I'm your co-host, Mark Sankster, strategist with AdLumen and author of No Safe Harbor,
1: The Inside Truth About Cybercrime and How to Protect Your Business. And I'm your co-host, Tim Evans, co-founder and executive vice president here at Ad Lumen.
0: On today's inaugural episode, we're joined by Tim's partner and AdLumen's other founder and CEO, Robert Johnson. Robert, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to see this podcast grow and provide great value and insights to,
0: to our community. Great, thanks for joining us today. So gents, let's start with a little background. When I talk about AdLumen, I often refer to the two of you as opposite sides of the same coin. Going back to your experiences with the NSA, leading both attack and defensive teams. So Tim, tell our listeners a little bit about your experience with the Marines and of course the White House and the NSA.
1: So 2001, just after the attack on 9-11, I became the Joint Task Force Computer Network Operations Attorney for Offensive Operations. And after that, I ended up going on active duty to the, to be the Chief of the Air National Guard Cyber Warfare Division until 2006. And then in 2006 to 2013, I was selected as the commander of the 175th Network Warfare Squadron at the National Security Agency. During that time, I was on the White House National Security Council as well for an interagency policy committee on cyber warfare. That's great, Tim. Thanks. And Robert, you were on the other
0: side of the attack equation. So tell us a little bit about defending against state-sponsored attackers and some of the more prominent cases that you also investigated.
2: Absolutely. You know, I cut my teeth in, in cyber in the Marine Corps, served in the Marine Corps for about eight years, did a lot of different things, you know, ran the Marine Corps Red Team for a period of time, worked essentially as a SOC analyst at the Network Operations and Security Center, which is the SOC and NOC for the entire Marine Corps, went over to U.S. Cyber Command and the National Security Agency, was running incident response teams uh, out of Uh, out of uh, Cyber Command, you know, did some notable APT-29 investigations, including kind of the hack of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They also did Executive Office of President, Department of State, like APT-29, which is now today Russian SVR, as we know it, still active, but definitely during that time, it was like their rise to almost stardom for APT-29. So they broke into the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I ran that kind of incident response, and then moved on from the Marine Corps into the private sector. I was working at CrowdStrike for a little while, ran some incident response engagements there, most notably, of course, at the DNC, and that kind of erupted into this much larger event or incident that was occurring across multiple different areas, but our focus was definitely just kind of the DNC. And then, you know, left there and, and started at Lumen and tried to bring some of the experiences that i of course have had from a defensive perspective and and build it into you know a product in service in the security industry that brings great value to i think a wide variety of different customers we have across the globe
0: and it's funny robert because i've heard you use the phrase companies were paying millions to investigate cyber breaches and you knew for a fraction of that that you could have prevented the attacks in the first place so you talked about the founding of adlumen so how did you and tim meet and, and what led to the beginning of the company
2: Yep, like all good marines, we met at the bar <laughs> and so that was the, the early founding over a stiff bourbon and we kind of got to to hitting it off and I was already kind of on the path to this initial path anyways to this adventure and Tim wanted to join in. It, it was exciting to him, so we decided to go off and do it. Unlike maybe some other companies like we got started in an incubator and then grew You know, from an incubator into a big business. But, uh, you know, that path is long. It's hard. You know, initially, when you launch a company, you've got like no product or anything. But, you know, as we grew over the years and received more rounds of funding, the vision just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until, uh, you know, we are where we are today.
1: Yep. And then when we started, Mark, we had to figure out who we really wanted to go after initially. And, you know, that was really in part Rob's decision because, you know, we had to pick vertical. And so both of us looked at finance And we saw that there was an opportunity in finance because there were a lot of small companies who nobody was going after. And so that's how we ended up starting in finance. And we figured, you know, if we could give those banks and credit unions commercial-grade security, we could do that for every company, which is what we do now.
0: Yeah, and I cut my teeth as well in the finance space, more in the smaller kind of segments like uh, hedge funds and private equity and so on. And you're right, of course, as the old Willie Sutton quote goes, right? That's where the money is, and that's why you rob them. So, Tim... Staying with you, what do you see going on with the cyber tax, you know, as far as across our customer base? Are they on the rise? And, you know, when it comes to these sort of small and medium-sized businesses that we're talking about, things like community banks and credit unions and small law firms and, and you know, regional or, or community healthcare care facilities, et cetera, are they prepared to defend themselves? Can they face these kind of sophisticated adversaries that we see today and the ones that Rob has squared off against in the past?
1: Well, as as Rob talked about earlier, the National Security Agency and the federal government couldn't do it. So I don't think we could blame anybody for not being able to defend themselves. But when we went into this, we said the small organization needs the same security that a big one does. They just can't afford to pay as much. And so it's taken a few years, but we've modeled it so that really everybody gets the same security if they want it.
0: And Rob, from your perspective taking the lessons that you learned again, you know, back in both the military and then doing the investigations afterwards. Is that where you came to sort of putting a a focus on user and entity behavior analytics and the machine learning elements? And, you know, how do you draw in threat intelligence and pull all of that together so that you can automate and orchestrate the responses in a simplified way that Tim is talking about for these small to medium-sized businesses?
2: Yeah, and, you know, as an instant responder, every engagement is, is unique in some aspect, but for the most part, they're all kind of the same. Like it's the same techniques you're using. And I was finding us dropping into organizations and essentially looking for almost the same, just kind of like five event logs. And, you know, using these same five event IDs, you can paint an entire picture of an investigation, you know, who's logging in where, what processes were running where, what services were installed where. And from that, you can paint almost the entire picture. And so my concept was to bring you know, an analytics component of that. Now saying that I'm an engineer by trade, and so I always wanted to bring serverless computing, serverless analytics to that piece, right? So that was a more of an engineering thing, but that's what I wanted to do to, to kind of the log analytics space and turn it into this kind of hyperscalable, very real-time activity that could be conducted, essentially taking the activities of what you're doing as an instant responder and just automating them and turning them, into a serverless analytics module that just does it automatically across many billions of events. And so that's what we wanted to do. As I kind of take a look at the threat landscape and where I see this the most applicable, you know, right now today, you know, I think business email compromise and VPN compromise seem to be the most prevalent attack surfaces for those medium to enterprise light scale businesses. Of course, those eventually end up in ransomware breaches. But, you know, whenever people think about ransomware, they are always thinking the endpoint. But the reality is, you should be thinking, my VPN has been compromised, my cloud email has been compromised. And sometimes those two are explicitly linked, being your business email and your your VPN. So those eventually lead to ransomware, like it doesn't start there, right? The endpoint is kind of the last line of defense. So those are the two I think most prevalent kind of attack surfaces that I see. And something you know we do at AdLumen is stop like a breach a week across those kind of attack surfaces, which makes it a very dangerous place to you know live and work today.
1: And frankly, Mark, that's really where Ad Lumen comes in and just really nails it for the customer because that analytics platform that Robs built is amazing. It's the things that no one can ever see on a network, but analytics can find it. I can tell you from an attack perspective, as a nation state attack perspective, most nation states use compromise accounts. They'll compromise a single account, then they'll start talking with Active Directory, and there it goes. So when people say they never saw an attack coming, it's because they weren't tracking the pieces that they needed to track.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. There's those kind of, you know, implicit signs that something's going on. And then there's the inferential ones. All too often, those things like VPN compromises, for example, get discovered by the IR firm that's brought in by your insurer when you make a claim. And of course, that can hurt the success of your claim. And that sounds like bad news. But to some degree, I think it's also good news because all that time they spend in your environment, all those various steps that they go through give us that opportunity to detect that unauthorized presence, right, and do something about it. And I think that's where we got kind of, to kind of flip the narrative, and I think that's what the AdLoom and both platform and sock services I think have done remarkably well in simplifying that ability to do the detection and the response piece. So,
1: and if you look at some of our biggest competitors, they don't even have the analytics piece, and they most often do not even give their clients the actual platform. With that lumen, you can have you can have our sock, that's for sure, but you don't have to. You could have your partner run it. You could run it however you want to do it, but we give them the same platform that our sock uses to answer all those questions.
0: Yeah, ten years of working in the MDR space. And I can tell you, when you don't have a transparent platform and you're, you know, you're doing the the PowerPoint presentation song and dance in its stead, it's a steeper hill to kind of climb, right? When it comes to, you know, convincing the customers that you have the acumen and the chops that you need to actually do the job. So gentlemen, it's been a pleasure recording our first podcast, the first of many to come. But before we go, what parting words do you have for our listeners? So Robert, I'll let you go first.
2: My parting words are watch your business email and watch your VPN. Everything bad that ever happens to your business starts right there. You can be as concerned as you want about ransomware, but the reality is it came from your compromised VPN 99% of the time. So if you're looking for areas of focus, those are the areas you need really need to focus on because that's that's where the problem originates. And you're right, Mark. You won't find that out until you've brought a forensic firm in And that forensic firm says, oh, yep, here's the logins on the VPN device. And that's how they broke into the network and deployed ransomware everywhere. And that goes into a nice report and goes in. And then you realize at the end of the day, like you could have stopped it at the VPN device before it ever even became a much bigger problem. So my words of wisdom and just what we see kind of from the battlefield is these are points of focus. Those entry points, those network entry points are where you need to focus almost, I would say, as opposed to the endpoint.
1: And Tim, what's your final word? To a customer, I would say, do your due diligence. Don't just talk to one company. Talk to multiple companies, but then ask real questions the second time around, because you're going to learn things from the companies that you talk with, and you're going to learn what they give you and what they don't give you. You'll never learn that if you don't ask the questions. So we want you to ask questions. We enjoy our customers asking the tough questions.
0: And to our listeners, look forward to future episodes where we'll discuss all sorts of business and technical aspects, the ones that don't make the headlines, but of course become the root cause of the cyber attacks that you read about.